Welcome to episode 9 of your parenting podcast. We've almost reached the uh, the double digits here. I thank uh, all three or four of you for sticking with me for this long. I hope everybody's had a uh, a good holiday weekend. Uh, usually we, you know, eat food, spend time with family, and also eat food. I'm not going to go into the whole, you know, we should be thankful all year round and blah, blah, blah. And because we really should, and we all know it deep down. But in the end, it's like, uh, I don't have the energy for that shit. So instead, you know, one weekend a year, we're going to eat a, a large portion of the food chain. You know, have a, yeah, one of those giant poops that makes you find religion. And then we go back to work. Most of us bring in leftovers from the weekend. But not me. I am turkeyed out. Yeah, I've had enough tryptophan in me to sleep for the next 20 years. Now, technically, I still will be bringing leftovers tomorrow, but it is my wife's amazing pepperoni lasagna. That's right. Be jealous. That was always uh, one of my favorites. And just like most holiday weekends, I end up taking, you know, three or four trips to Publix. Because you go there over and over and you keep forgetting shit that you need. I've had several public stories, but I was just reminded of another one. Um, you know, Isaiah's had uh, issues off and on uh, with constipation. And, uh, you know, he's had to go to a few, you know, he's been seeing a gastroenterologist and he's had a few urgent care visits. And uh, one of them, a couple of weeks ago, there's an urgent care not too far. It's in the same plaza as a Publix. And I had a small list of things I had to get. And after he was, you know, done at the uh, the urgent care, um, I just figured, you know what, let's just, you know, let's just walk over to the Publix. It's a few doors down. I'll get my ingredients, you know, whatever it was we were going to, um, cook for dinner and uh, as I'm walking up and granted I parked over on the urgent care side and the Publix is on the opposite end of the plaza and you know of course I walk all the way down you know Isaiah is kind of in a better mood and uh, you know, almost as soon as I walk in the doors at Publix I can hear Isaiah's shit I mean, it's just one of those, like, somebody, you know, blowing bubbles in a milkshake. So I just figure, okay, you know, I have his little bag. You know, let's run over to the bathroom. And at Publix, most Publixes, the only diaper-changing station is in the family bathroom. Yeah, so I, you know, make a beeline over there first thing. And then, of course, it's occupied. Okay, you know, I'll wait a couple of minutes... You know, Isaiah's a little restless, but, you know, he's okay. A couple minutes go by, person still doesn't come out. And, uh, you know, now it's starting to stink. 
you know, another couple minutes go by. I try the door again, you know, pretending to be another person, trying the door and not just the same asshole waiting outside. You know, still nothing. There's no, you know, voice on the other side, no nothing. And uh, yeah, another couple minutes go by. At this point, you know, I'm almost starting to panic because Isaiah's getting real restless. And then I feel it. That drip that goes over the top of my arm and drips off down to the floor. Which means that the diarrhea flood has now come out of the top of the diaper on the back. So now I just straight up knock on the door. You know, I hear some dude answer. It's going to be a minute. And I said, sir, I've been waiting here, you know, a little while. I have a shit-covered baby. There's nowhere else to change him. It's going to be a minute. You know, yells back at me. I, you know... At this point, I have no other choice. I have to go all the way back to the car. Even the women's bathroom doesn't have a changing thing. Because I would have barged right in there. You can me to me all you want. I don't give a shit. Because I was covered in shit. So I go over and tell the management. Management comes over. They go knock on the door. Yeah, at this point, I'm sure that the guy doesn't even have a kid in there. It's not like he's, you know, changing a diaper. You know, they knock on the door. I hear the guy, Stop fucking knocking! So who knows what he was doing in there. Most likely he just wanted to shit in peace. But it's like, you know, it's a family bathroom. Yeah, and then I had to go walk all the way back to the other end of the parking lot, you know, dripping shit water all the way down there. Just because that one asshole couldn't pinch a loaf in the regular fucking bathroom. So then I had to, you know, thankfully I had to change the clothes. So I had to change them in the van, you know, try to get, you know, the minimum amount of shit water everywhere. And then I walked all the way down there, changed his clothes, changed his diaper, come all the way back into the Publix. And uh, there's one of the managers still standing outside the door, which means that asshole was still in there. And I wanted to wait around to see what was going to happen, just so I could see what he looked like. Look into his fucking eyes as he came out. A piece of shit. But, you know, I had things to do. Isaiah was restless, hungry. He'd already finished his milk. So I could watch the uh, the drama or whatever that guy looked like. And I'm sure whatever he looked like, he would have looked exactly how I thought he was going to look like. Just, you know, bitter and constipated. I wonder if that constipation can be hereditary or something. Because usually before I get to any kind of heavy illness, that's usually my, that's usually the thunder before the storm. Because I get kind of locked up. And now that's something that you know about me. But that's usually my first warning sign of any kind of imminent sickness. So maybe it's just bad luck with him. I'm not sure if that's something to do with it. You think, having worked at a, a gastro office before. I've worked at a handful of call centers. Um, I kind of like it. You know, I, I never thought I'd enjoy life in a cubicle. Yeah, I do work better when I can stand, kind of, you know, stand at my desk and, and all that, because, you know, they say sitting is the new smoking. 
So all the people that sit for eight hours a day and you smoke, I guess you're fucked. But uh, one of my previous jobs, um, I had to. Call, it was in North Carolina, and I had to call. Um, it was the only specialized clinic, and I'm not going to name it, but you know, it was the only one in a very large area. We were kind of in the mountains, you know, North Carolina. And most of the people I talked to uh, were fucking lunatics. And they, it was, they were some of the craziest people that I thought at first, because it started immediately when I started that job. So I thought at first I was getting hazed. Like these weren't really patients I was calling. It was like friends of the staff or whatever. Uh, let me see. There was, there was a guy that was on a horse. Um... And I was trying to schedule his appointment. And at first, you know, I heard the horse, you know, that, that clip-clop noise when they're on the pavement. And every time I started to talk, the horse would make horse noises. And I finally had to tell the guy, I was like, listen, you gotta, you gotta turn your fucking horse down, man. I was like, every time I try to say something, the horse makes a noise and it's making it difficult. And I really shouldn't be having this part of the conversation. You know, we should be, should be talking about... The thing at hand, and not your interrupting Clydesdale. But uh, there was another lady that was in a bar at like 10 a.m., super drunk. Didn't seem to have a problem with it. Um, I remember one guy, an older guy. Um, see, I, th- I think he had some kind of nom flashback in the middle of the call. Because we were talking, you know, for a while, and he was, you know... He was up there in years. But, uh, you know, in the distance on his end of the phone line, you know, I heard a, a gunshot. And now, you know, there's hunting all over the place in that area, so I'm, I'm sure it was just, you know, somebody's rifle. But he just kind of, huh, you know, had this little scared noise and went quiet for a minute. I'm like, you know, uh, sir? He's like, hey, are you okay? He's like, oh, yeah, I thought it was Charlie. I'm like, are we talking about, you know, your neighbor Charlie or fucking Viet Cong, you know, Charlie? I was like, are you okay? And I had another lady that was having active diarrhea on the phone, but not acknowledging it. Now, I'm enough of a disgusting slob to know what diarrhea sounds like. I've eaten enough garbage in my life to not mistake that sound. And when I talked to her, hi, is this so-and-so? Yes, it is. Hi, this is Jeremy from so-and-so. I'm calling to... And and we're both quiet a second. Um, And I say, you know, is this a bad time? No, no, it's okay. You know, just that spraying on the inside of the bowl. And then still ended up continuing the conversation. Um, I had one lady, uh, older black woman, told me to call her back after 9 p.m. 9 p.m., mind you. This was, you know, a 9 to 5 job for me. Told me to call back after 9 p.m. because that's when her ears start working. I'll repeat that. She was having some trouble hearing me. She said, call back after 9 p.m. because that's when my ears start working. I didn't know what to do, so I just hung up the phone. I think I mumbled an okay or something and then just hung up. Uh, one of my favorites was, uh, it was this um, 
older couple. I want to say mid-60s. And uh, I called and they kind of both answered a, f a phone on the other, each end of the house. So they were both on the same line. Because most people have landlines in that area. A lot of older people, a lot of kind of poor communities, not too many cell phones. And I think mostly it's not due to poverty, but due to being there, no fucking signal anywhere. But they both answered at the same time. And uh, the woman starts to talk first. And I was looking for her husband. Let's, you know, let's call them, you know, Karen and Robert. She's like, hi, is this, you know, I'm looking for Robert. And then, you know, oh, that's my husband. Hey, Robert, it's the gastro office. And he's on the other line. He picked up at the same time. And he's, you know, okay, I got it. You know, hang up the phone. She apparently couldn't hear him. It's Dr. So-and-so's office. I got it. Hang up the phone. It's about your appointment. And finally he loses it. And he says, I got it. My God, woman. And at this point, I had to put the phone on mute because I was turning purple trying not to fucking laugh. Oh, my God. It was killing me. It was so funny. And I almost couldn't finish the phone call. I had another one where this lady started yelling at her dog. Holy shit. I don't know if the... Uh, not yelling at her dog in like an abusive way, but I guess she had like set some food down or a drink down or something and the dog either stole it or, or knocked the drink or something like that. And because uh, I had her on mute while I was looking for something on, on my end. And she thought she was on just a regular hold. And I just hear... Oh, you're such a bad girl. How can you do that? Yelling at a dog. Oh, my God. It was killing me. I had another one. This was just recently. Um, there was this uh, woman about my age, I think early 30s. I was getting her uh, information on the phone. And she, you know, she was sick. And so just every... You know, half a minute or so, she would have to move the phone away, and I would hear her, you know, have you know a minor coughing fit, you know, a couple of big coughs. See, I felt bad, some kind of bronchial something or other. And at one point, she moved the phone away from her head to cough, but I guess she had the phone real close to her ass because she had a coughing fit, but at the same time had a giant fart. I mean, like one of those like, like cheek flappers that makes you feel good about your life afterwards. And then she was silent for a few seconds, I think wondering if I had heard it. And this is one of those where I seem to, you know, channel the meditation skills of a Buddhist monk because I was able to keep my calm and not laugh. And I, you know, that one, as soon as I finished conversation, you know, I remember telling everyone around me, oh my God, this lady just farted on the phone. But after a while, you get used to, you get used to the craziness. Uh, you know, you get used to the, because uh, most people will act very differently on the phone uh, than they will in person. So you'll get a lot more, more lunatics on the phone when they know that you can't see them. But I mean, you know, you do it for the paycheck. That way you can spend it on your bills and your family, take them out in nice places. I remember once. Um, now I'm gonna get back to my weekend of sick children here in a moment, but. I just remembered when we took Logan and Grayson 
and Isaiah. He was uh, still kind of in the car seat. I want to say he was maybe three, four months. No, we went to the uh, the T Rex restaurant in uh, in Disney. And I mean, it was, uh, if you've never been there, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's where you can imagine you know a big dinosaur themed uh, restaurant. But uh, yeah, it does have a long wait. I mean, I think we went even during a weekday. And we still waited, you know, it was over an hour for a table. And they give you a little, you know, pager or receipt to come back at a certain time or something like that. And uh, so we wandered around a bit. And then we wandered around to the point where Logan had fallen asleep. And uh, we had a double stroller at this point. So he was kind of reclining and Grayson was sitting in the other part. And I think I was carrying Isaiah, I don't remember. But uh, we finally get to the part after waiting forever. I mean, and, and Logan is still asleep in the stroller, so he doesn't really have any inclination of what's going on. Um, but we get in there, and then the front of the restaurant has this big giant store and gift shop with all this merch and these animatronic dinosaurs. You know, there's a pterodactyl and a, you know, a T-Rex and one of the, you know, fucking long neck ones. And every now and then they'll move and make noises and, and blah, blah, blah. Um... And we, we go over to, we stand, we just happen to be standing right underneath the giant T-Rex. And Logan wakes up, and he's looking around, and he sees dinosaurs everywhere. I mean, just the toys, just walls of toys, and, and just like the look on his face, it's like, that was like my proudest dad moment. He just <gasps> had this big gasp, and he's looking around, all these toys, and, you know, he's, oh, yeah, Poppy, it's dinosaurs. And then right then, the robot T-Rex which he's sitting right under, you know, comes to life and just, just right down in front of his fucking face. Oh my God, this poor kid. He just, he like almost jumped out of the stroller, started to climb up my wife like a monkey, was crying hysterically for almost 45 minutes till we got to the table. And even then, we had to request that we sit as far away from the T-Rex as possible. Just so, uh, you know, every time it would come on, he wouldn't see it and freak out. And now, uh, eventually he got over it and he wasn't as scared anymore once he realized it was pretend and, and all that. And the food there was, it was actually very, very good. Usually theme park food is just kind of bland. They just kind of push whatever they can on the plate out to the masses. But I had this, you know, butterfly shrimp, you know, dealy that was really good. And, uh, but for the kids... It was like, because they're, you know, they're so picky. I'm not going to order them some kind of, you know, linguine and clam sauce. I was like, you know, let's just go straight up old school. We'll give them chicken nuggets. They call them dino nuggets. And I swear to God, they bring out the same frozen fucking dino nuggets that I have in my freezer. And they charge me eight bucks a plate for. For like, you know, four or five of these things. And I couldn't believe that it was like the exact same ones. I was like, they even like, I picked one up. I was like the same consistency. I couldn't believe it. But barring that, that was a, a fun, you know, fun little experience. And eventually when he gets older, I'll tell him about the time that, you know, he almost shit his pants in front of the T-Rex. Because it's kind of funny now, but then I did, you know, it was one of those things I was like the proudest dad in the world. And then it's like, now I feel like a piece of crap <laughs> because he's freaking out everywhere. Yeah, that was when I want to say Isaiah was four or five months, three months, I don't remember. And then we, don't, we hadn't been back in Florida too long. Because then we moved... Pretty much right after he was born. I want to say he was only a couple weeks old when we came to Florida. 
and even my old job uh, threw me a baby shower, which was weird. Uh, I mean, I've been to, to plenty of baby showers. I don't want to say plenty, you know, a handful, enough to know what's going on. And just, you know, growing up, you always think of them as just like, almost like a bridal shower where it's only just women involved. But I think people realize that, you know, if they invite everybody, make a co-ed, they'll get that much more gifts. You know, and gift cards and diaper packs. You know, everybody knows, you know, dudes that are single, that'll steal your friends. It's like, oh, you know, so-and-so doesn't have any kids, but he's, you know, a cool guy. He's been friends forever. Let's invite him to the baby shower. That's an extra pack of diapers right there. So I think that was why I got invited a few times growing up. And I would have been there anyway just for, you know, support of my friends. But if they had been like, okay, it's just for the ladies, I'd have said, okay, whatever. And I would just, you know, drop the gift off at the house. But it's weird. Uh, and they wanted to do a, uh, a gender reveal, but it's like... You know, and it was like a really busy office, so it wasn't like we could all gather around and have like a really great thing. So it was me just kind of sitting there on an extended lunch break as one by one people kind of came in and grabbed some food. And it was almost sad. Oh, another boy, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you just, uh, you just sitting here? Yeah, I'm just, you know, kind of taking a long lunch. Oh, okay. And they would just kind of get their plate of food and go. Now they did, don't get me wrong, they did, you know, go all out. Decorated my little office. Um, you know, they gave me, you know, shit tons of gifts and diapers and you know, all kinds of stuff. So I was, I was very grateful, but it was a very weird, a very weird shower. You know, and the food was good. A lot of people made the stuff, you know, by hand. But it's like no one else I knew got like a shower. Usually it's like a shower for the couple, you know, that's expecting but, you know, me and Cynthia didn't work together, so it was like, you know, she was at her job. <laughs> you know, and she got a little, you know, I got this, you know, sharing all the gifts and stuff when I got home. But, you know, it was weird, you know, being there by myself. It's like, oh, it's Jeremy's baby shower. It's like, you know, I'm not having the fucking baby. <laughs> you know, I'll take all your diapers. As the Lord knows we need them. Usually, because Cynthia being, you know, a super coupon lady, was always finding us good deals on diapers and wipes and everything ahead of time, so we didn't have to, um, you know, like spend our last dollars, you know, desperately running out in the middle of the night to get diapers. We would always try to, you know, every paycheck, we would get, you know, a size one, next paycheck, size two, you know, and so on. And then, like, sometimes, you know, we get a size two and then a newborn, because we would go through a lot of newborns. And then some stores will let you exchange them. If the box or bag of diapers isn't open, you can say, you know, I have one too many newborns. I need a size two. Most of the time, if it's the same price, they'll, they'll let you swap one out. Especially public. So you're pretty good about it. All I know is they better be one of my first advertisers if I ever get advertising. I got no problem reading their copy. Where shopping is a pleasure. But... This weekend, it, uh, it's been a weird one. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was really great. It's, you know, it's always been my favorite holiday. I always felt like that's one of the holidays where, you know, we have the most family gathered. And maybe I'm looking at it with, you know, the rose-colored glasses or whatever you want to call it. But it's always been my favorite holiday. 
Um, in this one, you know, it was no different. Um, you know, we did it at uh, my mother's house. And, uh, you know, her and my wife, you know, went all out between, you know, little decorations and like the, you know, the plates and, you know, moving the furniture around to make the big long table and, you know, not to mention all the food. I mean, you know, cooking the turkey for all the people because there was, I want to say, 12 of us. And it was, uh, I mean, you know, we still, I think, have some leftovers. But it was, uh, it was really great. You know, it was a great spending time with, uh, with family. And you know, we had a surprise visitor, somebody I wasn't expecting to see, so that was nice. Um, yeah, I'm not going to name everybody because I don't know if they're all cool with that. But it was, you know, it was a really great day. You know, weather was good. And then, uh, and then once that day was over, the weekend kind of turned to shit. You know, of course, the next day it was back to Florida's usual weather of, you know, 95 degrees. And then the, the kids started getting sick. And now Grayson had a, some kind of virus, a, you know, a day or two before Thanksgiving. He had, you know, he was spiking a fever. You know, he threw up a couple of times. And, which I got worried because Grayson's usually the one that spikes the highest fevers. He was the, my one child that had 105 fever. And yeah, really 105. Like, we took it three, two or three times at home. I mean, I, this kid's skin was red hot. And my wife was taking the uh, the rectal th uh, temperature, and we're watching it go up and up, and it gets to 103, and I'm already putting on my shoes and getting my keys, and and uh, I think I think my wife was pregnant with Logan, because I know Grayson was pretty little when he got that, and we told the doctor in the ER he had 105 fever. You know, the doctor kind of looked incredulous because most kids don't get that high, and then you know they checked his temperature two or three times, and say, oh you're right, 105. It's like well thanks. I understand you got to check, but still. So when, you know, Grayson started getting the fever this last week, I was worried he was going to spike it up real high. I mean, Logan will get up into the 104s too. Then, But he was just one and done. He just, you know, that one day he was feeling miserable. Um, I mean, thankfully he was already out of school. You know, he said he felt like an old man. He had no energy, which was kind of funny. And then uh, that was it. A couple days go by. Then day after Thanksgiving, uh, Logan gets it. He starts to get the fever. Yeah, you know, he. Uh, we have to do the cold cloths on him and the, you know Tylenol and Motrin, the whole nine. You know, he wakes up four o'clock in the morning Saturday. You know, he said, and granted, this time he hadn't complained about his stomach at all. So he was just, uh, you know, just a fever, and we weren't really giving him too much. Just you know, trying to get him fluids, but he just wasn't really interested. Didn't want anything. You know, four o'clock in the morning, Saturday, he he wakes me up. You know, I want to go lay on the couch. You know, can I watch some TV? Okay, fine. You know, I put on some cartoons. I'm thinking maybe he'll he'll fall back asleep. No, not even a little bit. It's like every few seconds he's trying to engage me in conversation. You know, I'll look, cause you know it's the PJ mask, and I look, they're fighting Luna girl, and it's like a whole commentary. He's wide the fuck awake, which of course means that I'm wide awake. He uh, made it so then the other kids get up, you know, about 7, you know, 7.30. And then he makes it till about 8 or 8.30, I think. Then we, because we were all up by this point. That's all we, I just happened to look over and notice he had fallen back asleep on the couch. And then uh, Cynthia was, you know, taking the, you know, the other boys over to her mother. We were supposed to spend the day over there and hang out and have dinner and all that. 
I just ended up staying home with him the whole day. Just fever, 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 throwing up, throwing up. I felt bad because I let him chug a whole bunch of Powerade Zero because he seemed so dehydrated from the fever. Now, I know that was probably a mistake on my end, but he, you know, like I say, he never complained about his stomach. I even asked him if his stomach hurt. He said no. So he chugged, you know, most of a bottle of that, and that lasted about a half hour before that came back up. So it took him, uh, you know, almost the whole day, you know, to really, you know, get his appetite back. You know, to the point where he can keep down water, you know, ice chips, you know, then eventually moving up to some watered down, you know, Powerade. Just because I don't want to spend the extra, like, seven bucks on the fucking Pedialyte, which I'm sure is just the same exact shit. This is a higher price tag. But, uh, you know, eventually he was well on advice. You know, let's go to Publix. That seems to be the cure-all for everything. Yeah, I told him I'm going to get him because he had a little thing of Jello. We kept that down, and I said, okay, we're good. You know, he was so excited to just get out of the house. I told him we were going to get him soup. And I could tell he was dehydrated and hungry because he was so excited about the soup. And then, uh, you know, came home. You know, he, I, now granted, I watered it down. It's one of those little soup mixes you kind of just, which I'm sure has way too much you know, fucking sodium. But it was just I wanted something that I can kind of add water to to make more of it. That way it'll last longer. And then he ended up having two bowls of that. And then he seemed to be doing, you know, perfect by the end of the night. And then while this was going on, on the other end of town, at my in-law's house, my baby was getting sick. Isaiah got up to, you know, almost 104 fever. And now, you know, we're still dealing with that with him. He's just been just, you know, a miserable turd. This poor kid, and he doesn't have the words to express, hey, I'm feeling miserable. You know, I need a hug, or I need to go outside, or I want to just get some air, or I want some milk, or I want some water. Thankfully, he hasn't thrown up or anything. He just kept kind of spiking fevers. He doesn't want to sleep, especially the last few days. Usually, you give him a little bit of milk, he'll go down relatively easily. But, oh, man, these last few nights, it's like, I mean, even tonight, you know, Cynthia had to take him for a drive just try to get him to fall asleep. You know, otherwise, I got to hold him and just walk around the house, you know, singing little songs. But it's like, you know, I'm not going to let it ruin the holiday weekend. You know, almost everybody's uh, feeling better. And for some reason, none of the adults got it. No one else that was at the Thanksgiving. It seems to be just my kids, you know, localized there. But, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, so Logan's better. You know, Isaiah's just about out of it. And it's going to be all back to school and work for everybody. So I hope everybody had a great weekend. Christmas is coming soon. Everybody do your shopping, all your last-minute shit. Thankfully, we got most of our shopping done. I don't want to be last-minute for everybody. Um, I still got a few ideas for Cynthia. I got to you know, get a few things for her. But we were mostly worried about the kids. Because, I mean, me and Cynthia were more about the, you know, the family time part of it. You know, as long as we get the kids happy, you know, we'll get each other one or two things and we'll, you know, we'll be grateful. Usually it's like we have no problem telling each other, especially after seven years, just saying, you know what, get me this because this is what I need. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, you know, I blew a hole in one of my shoes. <laughs> yeah, I need new shoes, you know, something like that. So hopefully the weather will start getting a little fucking cooler. 
That way I can, you know, go out and check the mail and not look like I was jumping rope. But uh, for now, that's the podcast. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week. And as always, uh, email your funny parenting stories, life hacks to yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if I get any submissions, I will make sure to address them or read them or whatever on the next show. Um, have a good one.